Today on episode 125 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, your next door neighbor comes over and asks if you want to share the internet. You give him your Wi-Fi password and he pays you half the cost of your internet bill each month. Should you do it? Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Happy New Year, and welcome to the first episode of 2015. This is The Computer Tutor Podcast. I'm your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Now, if you're new to the show, this is where we show you how to do things with your computer, you know, the kind of stuff that maybe you didn't know you could do, and I think you're going to enjoy the fact that I don't use all that stupid techie language, just plain English around here. And if your computer has a problem, I would love to fix it for you, and I can probably fix it remotely so you don't have to bring it into a shop. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 125. So let's get started. I love to save money whenever I can and whenever it makes sense, but there are some cases where you just shouldn't cut corners. So if my neighbor came up with the idea where I would pay my internet provider and then he would just log on to the internet using my Wi-Fi password and router... I would have to respectfully decline that offer. Now, I know this kind of deal happens all the time, especially in a high-populated area, such as a large apartment building. In a place like that, you see the list of available Wi-Fi signals. There might be 15 or 20 of them showing up, maybe more. All of those are the people beside you, below you, above you, and they all have their wireless router, and everyone can see everyone else's signal. Of course, they're all password-protected, too, or most of them, anyway. So why would I say I want my own signal and I don't want to share it with my neighbor? Well, it's not because I don't want to be a friendly neighbor. In fact, I like my neighbors, and I definitely want to get along with them. And they're nice people, too. So it's not like I think they're criminals, they're, they're going to hack into my network. But the reason why I wouldn't do this has to do with more than one factor. In fact, I can give you six reasons. The first reason is that I don't trust my neighbor enough to justify the risk that I'd be taking. Now, once again, I want to be clear. My neighbors are nice people, and we share other things. When they have guests that come over for a few days, and they run out of parking places for all their cars, they park a car in our driveway during that time, because we have the extra space. And when they're away for a while, I'll check on their mail, pick up the newspaper, gets thrown in the driveway, that kind of thing. What's risky about sharing my internet connection with them is the fact that I don't know how secure their computers are. I don't know what antivirus they use. I don't know if their software is up to date or if they're using outdated programs that have all kinds of security problems. They might even still be using Windows XP for all I know. Or even worse, their computers might already be virus infected. Then as soon as they sign in and they're on what's known as the trusted side of the wireless router, my wireless router, that infection could spread to the other computers on the network, including my primary business computers. Well, I need my computers to be safe and secure because I depend on them for my business, not to mention my family's computers, and I also consider my clients' computers. When I have one in here for repairs, it's often connected to the Internet on that same router. 
Wouldn't that be ironic? Someone brings me their laptop to replace the screen, and I end up giving it back to them with a virus. There's no way I could have that happen. The second reason is sort of an extension on the same reasoning. Um, Okay, let's say for the sake of argument that my neighbor's computer is all up to date, completely protected, and it has no virus or malware at all. It's completely clean. Well, what about when my neighbor's nephew comes to visit for a week? Now his computer is connected to my network, and there's no way I can automatically trust him because I don't even know him. Maybe he's a perfectly fine and trustworthy, but maybe not. He could be fresh out of prison. He could be a drug dealer. He could be a computer hacker. Or worse than any of those things, he could be a politician. The point is, he's an unknown factor, and that puts all of my computers at risk. The third reason is privacy. This one really would depend on how you have your computers and your network set up. But in certain situations, someone that's logged into the network would be able to access the files and folders on my computers and other computers on the network. Now think about the documents you have in your documents folder. Could be your tax returns, scanned copies of your driver's license or social security cards, your aunt's will, your Quicken or QuickBooks files, all of that stuff. Would you want your neighbor or anyone else that comes to visit your neighbor to be able to view all of those private documents or all the pictures stored on your computer or your emails? I don't think so. The fourth reason is that there's one person responsible for the activity on my internet account, and that's me. What happens when your neighbor starts downloading pirated movies or music? Or if he starts sending out spam emails? Or if he or his nephew downloads illegal pornography. Well, when the internet provider discovers this and calls the police, the cops are not going to be knocking on your neighbor's door. They're going to be knocking on your door. It's your internet connection, your unique IP address, your responsibility. Again, is this worth the risk just to lower your monthly internet bill? And reason number five is that your internet provider probably doesn't allow it. Obviously, they would want to have you and your neighbor each having your own account, so you might want to check the terms and conditions of your internet provider to see if they even allow sharing. If they don't and they catch you, they'll probably close your account without any warning and then you got to shop for another internet service. And the last reason, number six, is one that's purely practical. Your internet connection speed could slow way down. Imagine this, it's 9 p.m., you've had a long day, You just want to knock out some emails and then relax for the evening. But you notice that the websites are taking forever to load, and your emails are taking a lot longer to send than they usually do. That might seem like it doesn't make sense, but what you don't know is that your neighbor, his wife, and his nephew each have their own computer, and each one is logged into Netflix watching separate movies. So your internet signal is practically choking on all that bandwidth being used. So hopefully that's enough to make you think twice before you agree to some kind of an arrangement like this. Of course, there are neighbors that do this and it works out okay, but for me, it just doesn't sound like a good deal at all. Well, what do you think? Have you ever shared the cost of the internet with someone nearby? I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Just call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468 and leave a message. Or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And that will do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.